Broadcasting from a location within a several mile radius of Wrigley Field, it's Mike and Mark Love the Cubs with Mike Maloney and Mark Rosenthal. And now, here's Mike and Mark! Hello and welcome to another exciting installment of Mike and Mark Love the Cubs. I'm Mike. I'm Mark. And, and we, we love, love the Cubs. Cubs. Mark. Mike. It is a it is a big day. It's a huge day. It's a huge day. We got together last week. That's right. We were excited about it. And we are here to do our full-on preview of the 2018 Chicago Cubs. Absolutely, Mike. Uh, we are recording this on Tuesday, but you are hearing this on opening day. Opening day. That's Woo! right. The Chicago Cubs are playing their first game of the season today. Uh, hopefully, in the future, we'll say they won? Yeah. From now, from Tuesday? Uh, yeah. Let's just assume they won. I, they, they assume, I can assume that they won probably by a score of 237-2. to two. Mike, I think you're I think you're underselling it a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go 237 to zero. Oh, to zero. Yeah, I think it's Ooh. a shutout. Shutout. I, yeah, okay. I think, I think Lester blanks him. I think it's a perfect game, Mike. <laughs> oh, a perfect game. Yes. A, per- a perfect 12 inning game. Correct. We're, we're tied 0-0 going into the 12th, and then we just score 237 runs in one inning. Correct. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Ooh, I, this, this is exciting. Yeah, Mike. Uh, hey, it's the year burner. of Bol- it's the year of Boulder predictions, Mike. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we're going right into the season. Season here right now. We're gonna uh, uh, start off here by talking about something that's very important, I think, Mike, mm-hmm. to the morale, to the team building, and to the future of not only baseball but humanity itself. Mm-hmm. Mike, we're talking about the bullpen dance party. Everybody, get on the floor for the bullpen dance party. I'm, I'm I'm shaking in my boots I'm right now. I'm pumped right now, yeah, man. That thing got me go. all jacked up. Mm. Yes. Well, as we all know, our beloved Chicago Cubs bullpen has started a, a revolution, if you will. Yes. It was very controversial. They moved the bullpen from outside to inside, and no one knew how that was going to go. But it, it turned out beautifully, because every time someone hits a home run on the Chicago Cubs, the bullpen goes crazy and dances like a bunch of bunch of children, and it's fantastic. Yes, and it's become a thing now. So much so, MLB's the show, the game for the for the PS4 includes bullpen dancing if you're playing as the Cubs and hit a home run. Really? Yeah. I did not know. Yeah, that. it's pretty crazy. That's one more reason for me to upgrade to a PS4. <laughs> Absolutely, like. done and done. Yeah. So the the Cubs bullpen uh, after a home run, after a, a hard hit dinger, will erupt in a. F- Flagrant display of rhythm and, dare I say, raw sexuality, Mike. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of gyrating that happens. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. And I love it. Yeah. So we're going to be just talking about, uh, hopefully, uh, some upcoming dance moves we may see leading uh, uh going into the season right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure we'll see most of these game 1 when we win 237-0. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, cuz there's going to there's going to be a lot of dingers there. I can sure. I can only yeah, yeah. assume. They're all they're all as far in my mind, Mike, they're all single home runs. Solo home runs. They're all solo 237 home runs. solo home runs. The Cubs bat around the order 60 times? I don't know exactly what it would be. Well, I, let me tell you, if, if that is, when that is the case, Kyle Schwarber's going to make in that, that dent with all those 700 home runs that he's going to hit pre-All-Star break that we True. in our bolder predictions. Yes, so yes, is, yes. That's this right. This is working out real well. All right. So, so why don't you start us off? I think... One thing that I'm real excited about, you know, we have some we have some new additions to the bullpen. Of course. That are going to be bringing their own style, their own flavor. Now, we all know um, our newest bullpen additions. We have Brandon Morrow, and we have Steve I, You know, I was thinking a lot about, like, what are these guys going to bring to the table? Like, what are they going to add to this new flair? Um, I feel I, I'm feeling a real sense of like you know some boy band vibes like much more of everybody doing the exact same thing this year. Oh, so you're thinking some very tightly choreographed dance moves? Yes, right. absolutely. Not not just like a hodgepodge of like doing the worm and 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 all sorts of everybody kind of doing their own thing. Yeah, I, this isn't I, some dumb high school. Yeah, party. I think the collective effort of the bullpen is going to come together, and we're gonna we're gonna see some things that rival, in sync and the best of them. Who are the other best of them, Mike? I don't know. 
No Backstreet Boys? Maybe the Backstreet no Boys. No 98 Degrees? I mean, we all know that NSYNC No was... B2K? Okay. No 98 Degrees? No In Together? No LFO? R.A.P. But we can't... We, I, I, I think that we could all... We could all agree... You, me, and all the viewers here that NSYNC was far superior in their dance moves above everybody else. Sure. Yeah, they were also far superior vocally. And style and hair color wise. Yeah. I mean, Chris Kirkpatrick like just launched them into the stratosphere. I mean, Chris Kirkpatrick is, in my opinion, a first ballot Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Hair only. I think the one thing that Justin Wilson can do this year as a bullpen, not only from a dance move perspective, but just from a performance perspective, if he could maybe adopt Chris Kirkpatrick hairstyles, oh, sure. that so could like, really elevate his game and help him rebound from uh, the atrocity that was the second half of last sure. year. Sure. So you think that if he were to adopt multicolor, small white man dreads, yes, that, that he would, he's gonna, would increase his pitching That 95 miles an hour is going to... That mile, 95 mile an hour fastball is just going to be strikes every time. I mean, Mike, I just looked it up on a calculator and the math checks out. Yeah, I think you're right. Absolutely. Uh, and Pedro Strope will obviously probably be fat Joey Fatone. Oh, for sure. Yeah, just like the old yeah. fat guy who's just like, well, I got my money. I'm going to hang out now. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know I get it. Is. But you know what's weird? Aside from Justin Timberlake, uh, just side note, I feel like Joey Fatone is the most successful post yeah. NSYNC. Yeah, he's done like a lot of TV hosting. He's done a lot of TV hosting. He's been on Broadway. Yeah, that's he's true. He's been in several movies. That's true. Okay. Like, Joey he's Fatone, done very well. Joey Fatone, I'm sorry that I that I mocked you in any sense at all. I mean, he knows. His name is literally Fat One. It's not, <laughs> I mean, we know. It was on the poster that yeah. I have hanging in my bedroom. Sure. Yes, I have an NSYNC poster hanging in my bedroom. That's a little weird, Mike. Okay, well, you I know, mean, hashtag I'm 30, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I guess it's not nearly as bad as my BB Mac poster, oh, but, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. Right. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I think that they're, they're going to be much, much tighter together. Mm-hmm. They're going to be much more choreographed and, uh, you know, I, I see some some sort of, like, Tybo w- fitness workout, maybe instructional dance videos coming down the pipeline from the Chicago Cubs bullpen oh, this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, where, you're, where you can learn for 10 easy payments of twelve ninety nine, you can learn the Chicago Cubs dance moves. Mike, first of all, that's a great deal. Yep. <laughs> that's a fantastic deal. Sign me up. Absolutely. Uh, second, Mike, I really love that idea, and... Uh, it kind of fits in with something that I was feeling we are going to be seeing from the Cubs. As we all know, the Chicago Cubs, uh, under the regime of Joe Madden, tend to embrace uh, fun, zany themes yes. every now and then. Mm. And so I feel like occasionally the bullpen dances will also take on some themes. Oh, yes. Okay. So like one of the themes I'm looking forward to is Soul Train. Ooh. Mike, here's what I want every time a home run is hit. I want Cool and the Gang to start playing. I want the people in the bullpen to line up on either side of the bullpen and to each take turns just strutting and dancing strutting their way down, down the middle. Strutting and doing their thing. Yeah, Mike. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that would be glorious. And if we could broadcast that... Uh, and somehow superimpose uh, the footage of David Bowie on Soul Train when he was doing Golden Years and he was super nervous so he got crazy drunk and can barely stand. That'd be great. That would be amazing. I'd be very happy. Yeah, absolutely. See, just drunk David Bowie stumble lip-syncing his way through Golden Years. Who would years. be the drunk David Bowie of the Chicago Cubs bullpen, do you think? Like the guy that's like... Steve... Okay, He can't even pronounce his own name, Mike. And now he has an excuse. Right, exactly. His crippling alcohol addiction. Yep. <laughs> uh, but it's only because of nerves, and it's only when he's on Soul Train. Every other day, I'm sure he's completely sober and a fine and human fully being. fully functional. But when he's on Soul Train, he just can't help himself, <laughs> and it's just a bottle of cheap gin and straight to the stage. Peace, love, soul. We're out. Uh, I can only imagine, like, the, the Soul Train music starts to happen, and he's sober at that moment, and then he just starts panicking, and then just reaches for all of the alcohol bottles that are inevitably in the, in the Cubs bullpen, sure. and just starts, like, just mad chugging them. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm 100% on board with that yeah. mental image you've given me. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, another thing I would like to see from our, our bullpenners uh, in their dance party moves, and even though, and I will say this, I am categorically against doing it myself, I love watching a really well done square dance. Mm. And I would love to see a bunch of fiddly, like, beardo dudes come out after a home run and just. Yep. Beep, 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 beep. And Ooh, then I like that. Like, okay. Like that box step, like, shit, like, hoe down stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, it'd be really fun. As long as uh, nobody plays Cotton Eye Joe. If I hear the song Cotton Eye Joe come out of that bullpen, 
everyone in the, everyone in the ballpark dies. Every everybody in the ballpark. Everybody, oh, fans, man. workers, vendors, oh, everyone. Oh man, everyone dies. Man, I won't do anything physically. I'll just think it, and it will happen. That's how powerful my hatred of that song is. Like, yeah, I am sorry. That's crazy. I I don't know that I have anything in my heart that leads me to the level of hatred to just want to think to kill. That doesn't give you 40, like forty thousand people. Sure. Well. 39,000. Well, but yeah, and then the workers. And the oh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about the vendors. And, and all the personnel. Yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? Oh, math. Man, I can I could just envision also just like Carl Edwards Jr. being the fiddle player. Just like chilling out, barely being sure. able to lift the violin because he's so small. He's so small. He's very small. And violins are notoriously heavy? <laughs> Is that it? Well, maybe if it was a... They're the smallest of all the stringed instruments. Are they? The Is traditional stringed okay, instruments. Okay, so now explain. Now, Mike, I know you're a music guy, so maybe you'll be able to help me out here. Yep. What is is a viola just a big violin? It is essentially just a big violin. Okay, I feel when you say essentially like that, I feel like you're dumbing it down for me, Mike. Mark, it's a big violin. Thank you. Okay, thank yeah, you, Mike. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't. It, don't. Yeah. It can't play as high of notes as violins can. Okay. Great. Yeah. It's the alto of the string quartet. If you got will, you, so like a voice. like an alto sax or a tenor sax. Yes, definitely. Gotcha. Yep. Right. Whereas the alto sax is the good sax. Yep. The tenor sax is the Kenny G bullshit sax. Well, the Kenny G bullshit sax is the soprano sax. Uh, it's the same thing. Okay, we're we're getting lost in the shuffle. Look, when here. you get high, it's gross. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Just play Baker Street and be done <laughs> and with it. And then be done with it and then dance to it. P.S. If we could get a Baker Street saxophone breakdown from the Cubs bullpen, 100% bonus. I'm, I'm all on board for that. Yeah. And they, in fact, if we could do a saxophone montage, kind of like, or like a medley going on mm-hmm. there, it's so like Baker Street into some Careless Whisper, into some Urgent. I think we'd have a really good time in there. Yeah, I could, I could envision, I, I could see just like one, everybody playing a saxophone and just leaning up against the wall, like with really thick black sunglasses and like a bowler hat or whatever. Just yeah, like yeah. leaning one leg propped up against the wall, just like playing the saxophone. Super jazzy. Yeah, absolutely. Chicago's a jazzy town. Hey, yep. And baseball's the jazziest sport, as we all know. As it's it's been written about. Yeah, it's slow. It's the rules are inscrutable. Yep. <laughs> and it's all about what happens in between the hits and yeah, stuff. I guess, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I know a lot about jazz, Mike. I, I know very little. Mike, those are the three things I know about jazz. Ooh, okay. But I feel like most people don't know anything about Any, jazz, hey. so I feel like I, I got a leg up. Yeah, a very musical-themed podcast so far, Mark. This We're is great. It. Yeah, I this like is it. great. All right, Mark. Well, I think now that we've we've gotten that out of the way, we've talked about our bullpen, we're feeling good. Um, now I think we just need to get into the meat and potatoes of this and talk about our 2018 Chicago lineup That's from right. top to bottom. Get into it. Get some predictions out of the way and see what we think. Let's do this. Cue the music. It's time for our top to bottom look at the starting lineup for the Chicago Cubs. Oh, no, this music cue's too short. Mm. Oh, I'm so Mike, I'm pumped. Oh, man. So uh, we're going to just run through the uh, the batting order, the projected batting order first, and then we'll go into our pitchers. Um, and we're going to start here with our projected uh, opening day leadoff hitter. Oh, yeah. Ian Hack. Kind of, yes. Kind of catching everybody off guard this year. Coming in kind of hot, coming in surprising, had an excellent spring. Yep. Hit for average, was getting on base, hit six home runs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, young guy. This will be his first, I think, full season in the major league. He played a lot last year, but not a full year. Yeah. Uh, I am I am looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the one question that I have for you about Ian Happ, Mark, is what what do you think will, will happen? Do you think Ian Happ will hit 40 home runs? Or say more than forty words. Ooh. Yeah. Like what? What does he have more of? Home runs, or words spoken in general? Mike, that is a very good question. But I will refer you back to last week's bolder predictions. Okay. When I said that the first six hitters in the Cubs lineup would all hit sixty home runs apiece. Okay. Uh, so I think he will hit sixty home runs. Okay. And only say 20 words Ooh, okay. to kind of balance it out. To kind of balance it out, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ian Happ, notoriously a very silent, you know, potentially growing into and filling the void of angry John Lackey. He Correct. just has an angry face sometimes. He really does, yeah. yeah. For a young guy like that who's making all this money playing professional baseball. <laughs> just real, real angry. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think Ian Happ had a strong first year with the Cubs last year. His batting average wasn't quite there. 
um, you know, is a little low, and hopefully he can get that up. I'd like to see him closer, like 270, 280, and mm-hmm. getting on base a lot. But uh, I mean, Mike, we might have a leadoff hitter here who could legitimately, bolder predictions aside, hit 30 home runs. Oh, absolutely. Uh, which we haven't had since we thought maybe Kyle Schwarber was going to do that last yeah, year. Yeah, but, that, but like I mean, since Fonzie, since Soriano. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's been a while. Um, I I'm really excited for Ian Happ. I think uh, an, another year where he's has more of a defined role potentially coming in as opposed to like this kind of mix and matching, which potentially is going to happen with the outfield. Um, but him coming in day one, knowing that he's the starting uh, center fielder and leadoff guy, I'm just really excited to, to see uh, what he can bring to this lineup because there's so much depth and heavy hitting that comes in right after him. Like really all his focus needs to be is just just get on base and see what else can happen. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, well, we're going to move on from Ian Happ to uh, pr- probably the star of our team, Mike. Yeah. Mr. Vegas himself, the most beautiful man in baseball. Most- Fuck you, Bryce Harper. It's Chris Bryant. Mm. Mm, those eyes. Uh, oh, Just get lost in them. They just pierce me right oh, into my I, soul, I Mike. swimming oh. all day. It's Makes great. me swoon. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm really excited for Chris Bryant. Um, you know... Kind of an up and down year, but I actually had a pretty consistent year last year, particularly in the second half. Um, yeah, I, came I, alive came in the alive second half. Second, but I mean that, and that speaks to the entire team too. I mean, the entire team. I think I read today went on a their their record in the second half was like four. They went on and finished like forty three and twenty five to end the year or something it was like insane. that. Like they won yeah. a lot of games in the second half of the year, and I think he had a big part to do with it. Sure, Chris Bryant, a former MVP. I think he is the guy. As he goes, the rest of the Cubs will go. He's such a, a guy that you know is going to be there every day and is going to produce. I'm really excited for him to have a bounce back year and, and kind of be ready and, and primed to go. Yeah, I mean the Cubs, you know, for all their troubles they did have last year, uh, they did still were they were still second in the NL in runs scored. Mm-hmm. Like they still put up a lot of points, and a lot of that was in the second half of the season when Bryant and Rizzo and everyone started clicking and getting back to hitting the ball right. Uh, Bryant, I think, is one of the best players in baseball. Uh, a, per- a perennial MVP candidate from here on out. He's a uh, fantastic third baseman defensively as well. Um, I'm looking for a typical Bryant season. I'm thinking, you know, 28 to 35 homers, over 100 RBIs, um, hopefully. And, you know, a solid batting average. You know, he's always hitting close to like 290, 300. He's a great ball player. Uh, and I think he kind of gets forgotten about because you have guys like... Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, who are just like big, like home run hitters, or like Bryce Harper, who you know had a a mythical second half of the season a couple years ago in Washington. But uh, I think I think Chris Bryant is just so perfect uh, a baseball player that he kind of just slips through the cracks. Right, like, definitely. He's so prototypical, and I think uh, the thing that. It, also, I point that towards ESPN's uh, uh, Midwest uh, bias. They only deal with the coasts. They hate the Midwest. Yes, absolutely. But uh, that's just me. Um, I, I'm excited for Chris Bryant. You know, you made a lot of solid points there. Um, and that type of player and the type of star that he is fits so well with his spot in the lineup. He just needs to be a guy that is like producing in any way, shape, or form because he's got a lot of guys that are going to be in front of him and behind him, more importantly, which we're going to get to, that are going to make sure that that uh, this team is good. He doesn't need to be the guy that is giving you 120 RBIs and 40 home runs for this team to win and be good. Right. He just needs to be consistent. He needs to be healthy, which he's proven that he can do that. Um, I, I, Chris Bryant, I I love you. There's a reason that I have your jersey. Um I, I want to I, I just want I love your eyes well said Mike that's it that was very sweet yeah I got kind of caught up in the emotions of yeah, it yeah I was about to uh, say was... um, I just need a moment yeah for sure I'll, I'll continue <laughs> so moving on uh, while, while Mike's about to cry over here uh, we're going to move to our next hitter number three uh, what can be said about this gentleman that hasn't been said by a rampaging elephant on the prowl he is a beast uh, Anthony Rizzo Mr. Anthony Rizzo one he, could say is the heart and soul of this team. One I'm, better say he's the heart and yeah, soul of this I team because if they do not, I will kill them yeah, again. Oh, absolutely. Not physically, with just brain power. With your mind. Yes. God, Mark, you got to teach me this skill. 
Oh man, Mike, it cannot be taught. It can only be given to you by exposure to uh, radio radioactivity okay. on stuff. Yeah, it was a whole long story. I pushed an old man out of the way of a truck. It smashed into me. Yeah, it was a whole big thing. I feel like that that's another backstory that you stole potentially, but I'm not enough of like a that of a, of a I mean, nerd, I guess you would say, to know what you're talking about. I mean, Mike, sure, there are some people who say, Mark... Stop telling people that you're basically Daredevil. And then there are other people who are like, Mark, stop telling people that you're basically the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then there are some people who are just like, hey, I like pancakes. That has nothing to do with anything. They just like pancakes. But what I'm saying to you, Mike, is that I legitimately pushed an old man out of the way of a truck and was splashed with radioactivity. Did that radioactivity happen to get in the eyes of a blind lawyer and make him a superhero? Yes. Did that radioactivity happen to fall down a sewer and turn four turtles and a rat into ninjas? Yes. Do you still love pancakes? Of course, Mike. Okay, great. They're uh, the second breast of second best of the uh, breakfast bread items. What's Wh- the first? Waffles. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you what do you uh, what do you prefer to put on your pancakes? Just simple maple syrup. Just maple syrup? Yeah. Maybe a little bit of butter? Uh, maybe. Just maple syrup. I, it depends. If I'm doing it at home, chance of the butter's been in the fridge, it's cold, it's not going to, like... It's not going to do what you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm out at a restaurant, they give me, like, the fake butter packets or oh, whatever, oh. it's all over. Oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Definitely, definitely. You know, when I eat my pancakes, I'm a, I'm more of a... I like my syrup to be in some sort of, maybe, like, a cup or a container. Mm-hmm. And I take my pancakes. And you like to dip? I like to dip. Oh, okay. That way I can guarantee that every bite... Has syrup. Has syrup on it. Interesting. Because no one, no one likes to bite a pancake without syrup. Dry pancakes are the worst. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As much as I love pancakes, a dry pancake is an affront to man. Yes. Kind. Like yes, just. Definitely. Yeah, the world. Definitely. At large. But uh, anyways, Anthony Rizzo is who we're talking about. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Anthony, God, I love our tangents. Anthony Rizzo, um, super excited. The heart and soul of our team. I'm a, a Roberto Clemente Award winner. Like The stuff that he does outside of the baseball field makes me so proud that he is a Chicago Cub. I love him. I love his, his gyrating hips. Oh. I love his glove at first base. I love when he chokes up with two strikes and shortens that bat to just mere millimeters and still makes contact. I, I love his approach. I love the way that he leads this team. I love him in the three spot. I I think that Anthony Rizzo could potentially have his best year yet this year. I really feel that. I mean, that's the thing is Anthony Rizzo, as far as I'm concerned, is also uh, potentially an MVP candidate. Definitely. Defensively, he's solid. He's always great hitting the ball. He's a leader on the field and off the field. He's the first piece of this Cubs puzzle that was put together that took us to this World Series. He was the first piece that really got this team going. Um, and the thing that I love about him too is he's not a guy that's gonna just do one thing particularly. He will one thing particularly well. He will set up there and do whatever it takes to get this team some victories, um, which is great. I mean, he's such a versatile player. Sure, um, like and he, you know, for a, a guy who's nominally a power hitter, you know, usually he's gonna get 25, 30 home runs out of him. He, you know, a hundred something RBIs. Uh, a lot of extra base hits. He doesn't strike out that much no, compared to not. other power no. hitters. And he usually gets on base. He's got a great eye. He's very patient at the plate. Definitely. Uh, so, I, yeah, I always I, I always expect a good season out of Anthony Rizzo, and I'm never disappointed. Never disappointed at all. All mm. right. Mark, let's move on to move our on. cleanup hitter, which this could get weird. We are really excited. Um, our lovely catcher. Wilson, Wilson Contreras. Contreras, absolutely. Mark, what are you what are you thinking about Wilson this year? I love Wilson Contreras. I think he's uh, one of the uh, one of the better catchers in baseball. He is um, solid defensively. Um, he is a good hitter. You know, most most uh, catchers aren't great hitters, but he actually is pretty solid. Like, and he hits for power. And he gets on base. Plus, he's uh, like a lot of the players on the Cubs. He's very versatile. Like he yep. can play in the field every now and yeah, then too. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If you need him to. Yeah, I love Wilson. Um, Mark, I think I'm gonna make my boldest prediction ever. Mm-hmm. I think Wilson Contreras, if the Cub, if he can put all the pieces together and do what he needs to do, I, of anybody on this team, I think Wilson Contreras can have a breakout year and be a legitimate top three MVP candidate. Really? I think if he can... Because defensively, he's one of the best defensive... I would say he's one of the best defensive catchers in the game. The fact that he can pick off guys at first. Like, he... The way that he works with our pitching staff is is up there with any pitcher... With any catcher in the game. 
Um, and I think this could potentially be the year, his second full, basically full year in the majors. I think he could definitely put it together from a batting perspective and really put up some huge numbers. And if he does, he will definitely be in that conversation. I, I might. I like that. I think he's. I think <coughs> of anybody in this line because you know what you're going to get from Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo. Like sure. You, you know what you're going to get there, but the, there, there's a lot of guys who you, who are like getting into their second, third, fourth full year in the league that you're saying like if they take a step, some things could happen. And I think of anybody, Wilson Contreras, if he takes the step that we're all thinking that he did, he's shown flashes of it in spring training. Sure. I I really, truly think. I mean, this guy is going to be a difference maker and could be one of the things that really helps the Cubs make uh, the playoffs and get to a World Series this year. I definitely think that. Right. I think Wilson Contreras, uh, two things. One, I do think he has the potential to be one of those like all-time like great like catchers offensively and defensively. Um which is not something you see very often. For like a lot of catchers like you have like a Mike Piazza who was like only an offensive catcher. Yes. As a defensive catcher was just a backstop to stop balls from rolling out. And I think Wilson Contreras can do both very, very well. Um, so, yeah, I like that too. I love, 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 love that he spells his name W I L L S O N. Yep. Will Son. Yes. It's just great. He, his dad's name is Will. It only makes sense. That's right. He is the son of Will. See, and I dig that too because that's like old Tommy medieval or Norse. Naming shit like yes. that. Where I am son of Will. Yeah, right? Or people who are just like, like so if somebody's name was like... Uh, Steve. St- like Steve Smith. Well, that means that they were probably a blacksmith back in the day. Like way, way, way yes, back then. Yes, absolutely. I like the idea of like that simple like thing. Or anybody with the last name Son. Like uh, if your name was like Colson or Stone Son or whatever son. You were the uh, son of, you know, Cole or... St- Smeeve or fucking whatever. Look, give me a break. I'm trying here, Mike. This is great. I'm I'm, f- I'm all on board. I'm all on board. This is great. Um, yeah, I think he's he's primed for a for a really good year this year. Um, let's move on to our left fielder batting in that sixth spot. We talked a lot about him last week. He's brand new to the team this year. He is brand new. We are very excited. It's Skinny Kyle Schwarber. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Mark, what are you thinking about Skinny Kyle Schwarber this year? Mike, I think Skinny Kyle Schwarber is uh, going to have a bounce back year this year. Definitely. Uh, you know, this is his only. This will be only his second full year in the major leagues. Uh, you know, he came on strong in his first year towards the end of the season. Big bat. You know, helped the Cubs in the playoffs. The next year, tore up his knee. Was gone pretty the entire season. Until the World Series, yes. when he basic like basically helped win the World Series, Definitely. like just showed up a great amount of courage. Willis Reed, uh, but for baseball, last year, ooh, yeah, it was rushed. Yeah. It was rough. Uh, you know, they tried uh, the experiment to put him at the leadoff spot. It did not work. He eventually got sent back to uh, uh, to Iowa. You know, to the minor leagues, which mm-hmm. was rough. When he did come back, he definitely picked it up a little bit, um, but never quite got to where expectations were. Yes. This year, I think he will. I think so. Uh, He put the time in, got into shape, dropped like 20 pounds, uh, worked more on like core stuff, leg stuff, um, so he can move around the bases a little bit faster. He's been stealing bases. He's stealing bases in spring training. That is insane to me. And, you know, hopefully with some of the weight he's dropped and the better shape he's in, he'll have slightly more range in left field now uh, where they won't have to... uh, rely on center fielder to take a wider area. Definitely. Uh, Schwarber, you know, there were some balls he missed last year just because he couldn't get to them. He wasn't yeah. fast enough. And now, hopefully, uh, dropping these pounds will do that. And also, uh, I think he's still going to put up power numbers. I think yeah. we'll still get, like, 30 home runs oh, out definitely. of him. Oh, definitely. And this is crazy. Mike, the first six hitters, first five hitters, at least, in our lineup could possibly hit 30 home yeah. runs. It's that's, in- that's insane. It's nuts. Yeah, if we had, of those five, uh, if we had... Two got two, three people that hit thirty home runs. I would be like, well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Looking sure. at that lineup, I would not be surprised. Which is, I mean, it just speaks to how well this team is constructed. I, I'm, uh, I'm very excited for Kyle Schwarber. Uh, you know, second everything that you're saying. The one thing that I'm really excited for is I think that this is going to be a good bounce back year for him because the pressure 
is off of him. Right. He's not going to be the leadoff hitter. There's not going to be all these lofty expectations because, unfortunately, you know, he had a bad year last year. Yes. So it kind of came down to earth a little bit. You know, and batting uh, fifth in the lineup, that's not a, you know, that is a, a spot where you want some power to be. But it's not like he has to be the guy in the three spot producing all of your power and generating all those runs or batting cleanup and things like right. that. Like he is in a very well protected spot that he can just go out there and do what he needs to do from an offensive perspective and hopefully just just be a, a guy that'll hit those home runs and 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 be consistent. We hope that he can get those strikeouts down this year. Yep. I think that will be the number the the biggest stat for him is can he get those strikeouts down because if the strikeouts come down but everything else is kind of staying the same. I gotta think that that's a pretty successful year for him. Absolutely, I think if he can, I think if he can be a bit more patient at the plate, get those uh, strikeouts down and walks up a little bit, mm-hmm. and more importantly, um, pick and choose uh, the time to just swing for the fences. Definitely. Uh, you know, we've seen it in spring training this year. You know, he's he's got a triple, he's got a few doubles. Like he's still hitting for power, but he's doing it in a smarter way. Definitely. You know, he's a year older. Uh, he's done a lot of work, obviously, and I think it's showing so far. So I'll be very interested to see uh, him bounce back this yeah, year and sure. hopefully become a more complete player. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the body transformation thing is it's incredible to see the pictures. I think uh, as he as he goes this year, his durability is inevitably probably going to be a lot better because he's just in better shape, so that'll help... Uh, you know, have more of a successful season for him. Sure. I mean, we already discussed last week briefly uh, with the weight he's dropped, he no longer has to wear his big old knee brace. No, that's true. Like, his knee is in better shape now because he is in better shape. Definitely. Uh, And that should speed him up as well, too. Now, it's sad to say goodbye to Robo Schwarber. It is. That means no more mango baby food. Yes. But, this does mean... When you're skinny like that, Mike, and you get into shape, you're allowed to have cheat days. Ooh. And you know what that means? Mango Ritas. Yes. That's oh, right. Oh, man. He's just going to be hanging out. He's going to be hanging out. big star across the street from Wrigley Field. Yeah. Or I, I feel like he's the kind of guy that goes to uh, uh, goes to Trader Todd's. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. The sh- super shitty, like, Margaritaville light karaoke bar place. Uh-huh. I feel like that's where he hangs out. Oh, yeah. Out. He's yeah. just... Chilling there, tropical drinks all night long, all day, and singing like Jimmy Buffett songs. Yep, and like lime green sunglasses, wearing some form of a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, like a Tommy Bahama shirt or something like that. For sure, definitely. If uh, if you ever see uh, Kyle Schwarber at Trader Todd's, please let us know. That would be amazing. We will come down immediately (laughs) in Tommy in Tommy Bahama shirts. Correct. Yes, absolutely. I definitely have one. I, I can I can definitely see. Kyle Schreiber in his closet, like the Tommy Bahama cheat day section. Like it's just there and those shirts are not touched. No. Any other day of the week. I feel like he also like keeps them in like, like those uh, dry cleaner bags that you get. Like just the plastic bags just to keep them in pristine shape. Yeah. And he wears them once back to the dry cleaners. Oh no. He wears them once and then into the garbage. Oh yes. I love that. Because when he goes karaoke he puts it all on the table yep. into the mic Absolutely. at the audience he's sweating he's putting his whole soul into it mm-hmm. if he were to even try to clean that shirt he would taint the washing machine that's how filthy it would yep. get with his beautiful funk yep. and we know that he's going to be karaoke a lot too because he actually has he's got to work on his dancing and his singing uh, for the production of West Side Story that he's going to be doing uh, during the that's right week. absolutely uh, plus he's already got a pretty pretty great voice yes definitely so I think we're on good hand here yep. let's move on here uh number six in the lineup are shortstop uh babyface himself mm. young Addie russell he's so cute he is very he's cute so cute uh last year Addie uh had some ups and downs yes we'll say um you know some personal issues uh, some time uh being injured as well correct uh and it kind of seemed frustrating for him he wasn't quite the player he was the year before uh kind of metrics down across the board so hopefully this will be a nice bounce back year for addison yep um you know i'd like to see him uh hit a little bit more consistently he's generally pretty good defensively so I'm not worried about that. But I'd just like to see him get that bat back. Yeah, a couple definitely. of years ago, you know, he was a threat to, like, you know, get on base and, like, a really potent player at the bottom of the order. Right. And, you know, I know I, we were kind of – I was gushing over potentially the uh, the bounce-back year that Kyle Schwarber is going to have. But I think of anybody in this lineup, Addison Russell, 
of anybody is really is 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 primed the most to have the best bounce back year. You know, better uh, differentiation between what happened last year and this year. I think if he stays healthy, um, he's really gonna be able to, to put it all together. The guy's a stud at shortstop. I love watching him play just. Just to watch him on defense sure. is great. And the it, interplay between him and, and Baez uh, is it's, just... It's unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, kind of going to my point with Kyle Schwarber, too, with the rest of this lineup and how it is constructed, if Addison Russell is just basically hitting for average okay offensively and is that anchor in the infield on the defense with Baez, like, that's what you need from him. That is the that is the type of player that Addison Russell needs to be. That is his spot. He doesn't need to be the guy offensively. Sure. He just needs to be the rock and the anchor on the defensive side of the ball and be our MVP on defense. Um, the Cubs struggled defensively last year. It, uh, statistically, it was it was there. They were not as good as they were in 2016. 2016, because they were so good defensively, was one of the reasons that they ended up winning so many games and uh, ultimately winning the World Series. I think if he can have a if he can be there for the entire year, be healthy, be the defensive stud that we want him to be. It's really going to anchor that stuff down and, and really help the entire team improve a lot more. Absolutely, Mike. Mike, I agree with everything you just said. The only thing I really want to see out of Addison this year is I wish he would run more. Yeah, I, that's kind of a complaint I have across the board for the Cubs. Yes, uh, and uh, the Cubs don't run, but Addison Russell, uh, he can run. We've seen him run. Mm-hmm. He's pretty quick, and I'd like to see that happen more often, and especially down there on the lower part of the lineup, like getting on base and like especially like taking. Uh, Opportunities to to move up and putting people into scoring. Yeah, the bottom half the strong. bottom half of the order is definitely screaming the ability to manufacture runs, and we have the guys there to be able to do that. I absolutely agree yeah. with you. I'd love to see him uh, flash those wheels a little bit more, as, sure. as they say. And just as a personal message to Addison Russell, because we know you're listening. Yeah. Mm, stay out of the news. Yeah. Just, just hang out. Yeah, just hang out. Just be that cool, like, fun kid we all fell in love with. Yeah. And don't be the guy that gets busted cheating on your wife. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, if you're going to have some fun, just, like, go to Trader Todd's with Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, there you Borrow go. Borrow a Tommy Bahama shirt. Sit back a He'd be minutes. swimming in that shirt. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I guarantee you all Schwarbs' Tommy Bahama shirts were bought for Fat Schwab. Yes, absolutely. And he's not buying new shirts. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Not till all the old shirts he's have been... He's not going to ruin his vibe. Yeah, no, not till the, all the old shirts have been eradicated by his fault. Yes, definitely. Can they be destroyed? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, although I will say this, it does say something about the 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 uh, persona and the character of this Cubs team that like, out of everybody on the team, the biggest like controversy was just that his wife called him out for like cheating on him which again is shitty yeah it's super shitty real garbage thing to do but like it's not like punching women in the face Mm. it's not like murder it's not shooting guns at 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 a woman sure a la araldis chapman yeah right 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 right. so like at the very least like we don't have like anybody who's just running around like murdering people which is nice yeah that's good that's good yeah it's always a bonus yeah definitely definitely uh i'm you know i'm I'm also excited for, you know, all the inevitable, like, childish fruit snacks that Addison Russell will probably consume this year. I feel I'm just like he's of, a... like, all of the, all of, like, I, I just feel like of anybody, like, he will have his own, like, snack section post-game of just, like, all of the snacks that, like, a 10-year-old would eat. Because I feel inevitably, like, uh, he is a 10-year-old. I feel like he eats Gushers. I yeah. feel like he's a Gushers dude. Yeah, and Animal Crackers. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Mike, important question. Yeah. Animal Crackers. Frosted? Not frosted. Ooh. My body is saying not frosted. Yes. Because I'm going to be healthy. Sure. But my heart is saying frosted. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, he, I'm a sucker for a good frosted cookie. See, I will say this. I don't like frosted animal crackers. Okay. It gets in the way of the cracker. Okay. And also, fuck you, Mike, for calling an animal cracker a cookie. It is a cracker. It's in the name. Oh my god, okay. If you want to talk about animal cookies, you're talking about the P.T. Barnum little box that costs right. 89 oh. cents. <laughs> oh, that's on the side caps. It's never on the regular shelves. It's only on side caps, okay. Mike. Okay, okay, okay. Mike, well, you're really freaking me out here, okay. man. Don't kill me with your mind, please. Mm-hmm. Oh god, I'm dead. <sighs> Alright, so moving on. Now that Mike's dead, I'll just be taking over the rest of the show. I'm alive. Oh, okay. Hey, Sweet. I right. tricked ya, all you podcast <sighs> listeners. Alright, um, going on to our next person. Uh, probably the most controversial person 
you most people just hate him. Yeah. Um, our seventh batter, our gold glove right fielder, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward. The the hundred and eighty four million dollar man. Mike, this is a tough one. This is super tough. I, I will say this. There's probably no better defensive right fielder in the game than Jason Hayward. No. And right field in Wrigley is tough. It very, very because much Because when is. you have day games, you're you're staring into the sun for the second half. Like it is a it is a tough position to play. It really is. And uh again, I don't think there's anybody better at it than Jason Hayward. He no. is fantastic. But his bat just has not lived up to the contract he signed. No. You know, the Cubs, I think they were expecting the Jason Hayward, you know, a few years ago, the guy who's going to be hitting like 270, 280, hitting you 20, 25 home runs, and getting you like 80, 90 RBIs. Yeah. And they're getting a guy who, last year, I will say this, he did increase his batting average quite substantially from the year before um, and showed a little bit more pop. But not a lot. Right. For a guy that big to not hit for any kind of power crazy. is strange. He reminds me a lot of post-wrist injury Derek Lee. Yes. So, like, Derek Lee was, like, a monster, you know, monster power hitter. He had 40-something home runs in one year. Uh, and then after his wrist injury, I don't think he ever hit any more than, like, 15 or 20. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what it is. We're seeing this big, giant, uh, in great shape dude. He's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, fantastic beard. Yeah. But just can't put, like, any power on the ball. And there's, you know, there is the the argument there that, okay, he's a gold-glove defensive right fielder. He's batting seventh. Do you really need him in that spot to, like, hit for average and be an offensive producer, right? Sure. But the problem is, is you're paying him all the money. Right. Literally all the money. Yes. Um, More and- money than either of us will ever see ever. Yeah. More money than any of us listening or talking on this podcast. In the city of Chicago. Right. Will ever see. You're paying him all the money. The other thing is we kind of have an abundance right now of outfielders, which is going to be a really interesting thing as we go throughout the season. If he continues to struggle, what will you do? Will Ben Zobra start to see a little bit more time? Will you shuffle things sure. around? Will Albert Almora get into the field? Because defensively, Albert Almora is very strong as well. He yes. can play great center field. You can move Ian Happ to right field. Uh, how, how is this going to shake out? I think this is going to be the most intriguing storyline. As soon as Jason Hayward starts to struggle... What is going to happen? Will Joe Madden just be stubborn Joe Madden and stick it out and stick with him? Will the pressure to move on and, and move him into more of a utility role? Um, and the real question is, like, is there a mandate from the front office to continue paying a guy, playing a guy that you're paying that much money to? Exactly. You know, you can't you can't bench a guy that you're paying 180 something million dollars for. For a season, you have to play him. You have to get something out of him. And the question is, can just can can Hayward, can Jason Hayward, finally take a step towards living up to his contract? And it reminds me a little bit of Alfonso Soriano when we first signed him. Mm-hmm. You know, he was coming off uh, a phenomenal first part of his career. Oh yeah, I mean, he was a 40-40 guy at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he came to the Cubs, he was coming off a knee injury and just didn't have that speed. He never stole. Never got that speed back. Yeah, no. never got that speed back. His power was always kind of there. Like, he still would hit, like, 25, 30 home runs. His bat tripled in size. Yes, but, like, he... It took him... It, it took Cubs fans a while to kind of, like, really warm up to Soriano. Correct. The first couple of years, it was kind of a disappointment that he wasn't that player he was used to be. But then towards the end of his career, it was kind of nice that he became sort of like the old man on the Cubs that yes. everyone loved, that elder statesman. Yep, um, And, like, Hayward, if he can... He still has to produce some. If he can produce a little bit, like, I'd like at least 15 home runs. Right. And my opinion on Jason Hayward is, you spent the money on him, Right. Sure. But he also was a very key part in bringing a World Series to Chicago. Absolutely. And, so, it, and, and I will say this, Mike. That's whatever speech he gave in the locker room oh, yeah. that rallied that team during that rain delay in Game 7 of the World Series is worth... Whoop, knocked over my beer. Luckily, it was empty. Worth every penny that we've paid him. Definitely. Mike, because it brought a World Series yeah, to Chicago. Yeah, and, and I think, like... So, if I can say... It was, you can almost say it was worth it because he was such an integral part of that team. Right. Right? So take the money out of it a little bit. I think, like, the thing is, is I don't expect a Jason Hayward, like, resurgence and all of a sudden he's going to be a 300 hitter and hit 30 home runs yeah. this year. I just don't expect it. Neither do I. I, I have very low expectations for it. And and I think, like, if he does start to struggle or, or continue to not perform, 
you have to look into having him not be an everyday guy. Sure. But also, the other thing is if the rest of the team around him is producing and the team is winning, where's that pressure for Jason Hayward, right? Right. Are we still going to be as angry? Because we were angry at Jason Hayward in the first half of the season last year, and that was because the Cubs were below 500 and five games out of the lead of the Central. They ended up bouncing back, and it and it all worked out, and they made the playoffs. If this team is a team that can win 95 games and comes out of the gate hot, and he's struggling... I think there's a little bit more leeway there for him. Correct. But yes, I, yes. I, I think, like, I'm of the opinion, like, keep him on that short leash and see what you can get out of Almora and Ian Hat playing every day, sprinkling in a little bit of Benny and the Jets over there to kind of see what happens. I don't think that you need to rely on, on Jason Hayward to be in that lineup every day, and you shouldn't force yourself to. Sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's going to take us to our last uh, uh, part of the lineup. That's uh, not a pitcher. My favorite part of the lineup. Folks... He is a defensive stalwart. He is... The wearer of chains. He is the second most beautiful man on the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Javi Baez. Oh my gosh, yes. Our second baseman. The Javi had a kind of a down year last year. Offensively. Offensively. Uh, you know, defensively, he did struggle in the first half of the season. Yes. Um, but then picked it up hard in the second yeah. half. Um, what he did at shortstop while Addison Russell was gone defensively was absolutely incredible. 100% correct, Mike. Uh, plus, Javi Baez plays... Here's what I love about Javi. He plays with an enthusiasm for the game that very few players have. Definitely. He genuinely, 100%, loves to play baseball. Yes. And not in that, like, shitty way that Yasiel Puig does, mm-hmm. where he's just, like, a garbage person on the field and yep. he's just, like, shitty to everybody. You can feel that boundless like fervor and enthusiasm that Javi Baez has, and it it spreads. It 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 really does uh, instill that culture in the team, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with Joe Madden uh, kind of instilling that character in the team as well. Javi Baez, like, look, he's another guy that could potentially, if he wanted to, or if he had the, if he was in a different place in the lineup, I think Javi could hit 25, 30 home runs. Definitely. But he doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. What we need right now is just uh, that glove, one of the best gloves in Major League Baseball, up the middle, second base or shortstop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, timely hits. The big thing with him is can he get his strikeouts down? Yes. Can he hit that slider low in a way that everybody pitches him and he just... Swings so hard for yeah. it. If he can, if he can uh, shorten up that battle, if, if he can uh, be a bit more patient at the plate and really work on his approach, mm-hmm. uh, I think he could be, you know, a phenomenal player. I mean, this will be uh, a big year for him, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I think uh, there's this concept in, in basketball, the idea of a heat check, right? Of course. Right? Where you... When you discover the hot hand for a little bit, you keep going back to the hot hand and, and go until... They miss. Yeah, right. The Steph Curry principle. Yes, yeah. I think I think Javi Baez is a little bit of a heat check baseball guy, right? Because when he, offensively, when he is on, you got to ride that, and he can be on and hit the snot out of the baseball and be very very good. But he's such an up and down guy, right? He can go through streaks where he's swinging for the fences all the time, and it's just like, what are you swinging at? Um, his glove is going to be there. His hairstyle. Can't wait to see what he unveils this year. Oh, he had the he had the the ponytail uh, braid things uh, for half the season. I'm I'm interested to see what route he takes this year with his hair. Oh, I know. I can't um, wait till he takes off that hat for the first time. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. It's sort of like uh, it's like Christmas morning. Oh yeah, like definitely. waking up and running down the stairs of the tree and like what? opening that first gift. Like what could it be? Yeah, it's like oh, it's that fire truck that I wanted. Yes. I wanted fire trucks a lot. I guess when I was a kid, I think I think fire truck is the global uh, symbol of toy for boys yes. for Christmas. And absolutely, well, and it's because I celebrated uh, Christmas in the 1940s too. Of so course, that's, yeah, absolutely. that makes a lot that of makes sense. A lot of sense. Okay, right? great. So I think Javi Baez. I think again, it, he doesn't need to be. He's one of those guys. He doesn't need to be the guy like Addison Russell offensively. He doesn't need to be. And I think if he can uh, shorten things up, be a little bit more patient. And, and the only stat I look at is, can he get those strikeouts down? Right? Yes. He had yeah. a lot of strikeouts last year. If that stat can go down, I am very intrigued to see what the rest of his offensive stat line looks like and the rest of his year looks like. Like, yeah. just focus on just contact. Contact, Yeah. see what happens. Because the eighth spot, 
in the batting order, that's a really important spot in the batting order, you know, especially situationally. You want to potentially keep the inning going. You want to be able to not get – if you have one out, you want to be able to get on base so the pitcher doesn't come out, come up to bat with two outs and potentially shorten up that inning. It can really elongate. It's a very important position. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if he can just focus on – don't focus on the power. Don't want to be – just make contact and, and see what happens. Limit those strikeouts. Uh, I think he's uh, – I can't wait for this season. It's going to be so good. Yes, I am very excited, Mike. Uh, so now we've finished up with our uh, projected lineup. It's on to our starters. Yes. Our pitchers. Yep. Um, we should mention real quick our bench players, Tommy LaStella, mm-hmm. um, you know, Victor Caratini, uh, 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 Ben Zobris. Yep. The World Series MVP from a couple of years ago. How spoiled are we that we have a World Series MVP on our bench? It's incredible. A guy who can play the outfield and the second and the infield. And the thing that I'm really and excited about, whose wife does amazing Christian pop songs. Absolutely. And the thing I'm excited about uh, with Ben Zobris is like you're not really hearing a lot of drama about him embracing the role as being kind of a utility guy that's not potentially going to play every right. day. Right. Um, which is really really good. He is a guy that I think with his age is not going to be able to play every day. Correct. And if you can get him in the lineup. You know, three times a week, he's going to be a guy. He's going to shake those hands when he's batting on the left side, Mark, and and make some stuff happen. Yeah, and Very El- and, and also Almora, who can play the outfield like nobody's business. I think Almora, he could be. He's my go-to guy. That if Jason Hayward struggles, I want to see Almora no. in the lineup every day to see what an Albert Almora playing baseball every single day could produce. I feel like Elmore could Elmora could be a starter on a lot of Abs- other baseball teams. Uh, one, an everyday player. 100%. I think Albert Almora is one of those guys that I'm also like sneakily really excited for this year. Right. Wilson Contreras, I think, is going to have a huge year. Albert Almora, if, if, if he gets in the right situation where he's going to get some playing time, I'm, I'm all about it. I think Excellent. he's going to be great. So, Mike, let's move on to our uh, starting pitchers. Uh, of course, our day one pitcher, our ace, the... Papa Johnny himself. Yeah, just the meanest son of a bitch to oh, ever yeah. play baseball, John Lester. Yep. Uh, John Lester has been playing baseball for a while now. Uh, for 37 years. Yes. He is... Uh, his n- numbers have been s- slowly declining yep. over the years, but I still think he's a worthwhile uh, ace to have. And he came in... The end of like towards the end of last season when we really needed wins, he was a stud in the playoffs. He was a stud. One hundred percent. And that the first half of the season, I don't care about how well John Lester pitches. We have enough pitching depth. Like just figure it out to make sure that starting in mid-August, you get your form yeah. and you are riding high through the end of the season. Yeah. And our I, pitching depth this year is fantastic. In, it is literally insane. It, I I can't believe. I look at other you know one through five uh, starting pitchers, and I, I can't see a better one through five right? in all of baseball. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, the Mets would be close if Harvey was still Matt Harvey. Yes, and, and Syndergaard wasn't coming off of an injury. Right. But Syndergaard is, he's very scary. Yes. And he has beautiful hair. Yes, he is. Well, he's Thor. Yeah, he's he is, the god of Thor. He is Thor, yes. Uh, but Matt Harvey, there was a, a phenomenal article in the Ringer the other day uh, about, like, is Matt Harvey washed? Is he done? Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting, like, the, kind of the issues that he's had. He had a rib removed yeah. from his body. That's crazy. To stop pinching weird nerves and stuff. And historically, people who have had that injury do not come back and play well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you're right, Mike. I think the Cubs... Rotation-wise, I don't think there's many other teams, if any, that could compete with it. Yeah. Um, the one thing I am excited about this year for John Lester is his adopted pickoff move. Oh, Mike. To first Oh, I'm base. so glad that you brought this up. The bounce pass. Oh, my. It's going to be... The, the moment that I am watching a Cubs game and John Lester is pitching and he bounces a ball to first base... On purpose. On purpose. I, I, I cannot imagine anything more... Hilarious, in all in the world. It Mike, it's amazing to me that instead of the pitching coaches and everyone going, man, can you just throw the ball like you throw the ball like ninety times a game? Mm-hmm. They're like, dude, do what you got to do. Just bounce it in the dirt. It's fine. Rizzle, get it. Yeah, it's fine. And to have him study b- basketball bounce passes is kind of genius. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really interesting motivational technique and coaching technique. 
And I'm really excited to see if it works. Yeah. Could you imagine if John Lester had like four pickoffs this year? Unbelievable. That would be be hilarious. Insane. And and you know, Mark, last summer I played uh, with work friends. I played in a uh, like a 16 inch softball league. Oh yeah. And I was the pitcher. Um, I ended up like being the pitcher, and I I had a little streak there. And any of my coworkers who are listening are gonna laugh their asses off about this. Where when the ball would get hit to me as the pitcher. It was like, will the ball get to first base? I had John Lester-style struggles no! to throw the ball to first base. John Lester, I get it. It's weird. I don't know what it is. You're like, oh, it's a short, easy throw, and you decelerate, and then who knows where the ball is going to go. It, well, it was crazy. Well, Mike, this summer, if you end up p- playing again, I will do bounce passes to first thank base. Thank you, Mike. Yes, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Especially with happen. a 16-inch softball, which is just a beach ball yes, filled absolutely. with like, goo, I yes. guess. Yeah, they're filled with goo. Absolutely. Yeah, I have no idea what's what yeah, inside like the of them. Yeah, like slime from uh, Double Dare on Nickelodeon, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. yeah. Sweet. All right, so let's move on. You, Darvish, the are big, next. The big signing of the Chicago Cubs in the offseason. Uh, looks great so far Definitely. This, this spring. Um, he had kind of a an up-and-down season last year. He was actually really great in the uh, – uh, he was actually pretty good in the regular season despite some injuries. But, again, got lit up. There in a, the World Series. Lots of drama about him t- tipping his pitches in the World Series and stuff like that. Here's the thing. We mentioned it a little bit last week. He doesn't have to be the number one guy. He's our number two starter, and he is going to eat up innings. And his numbers speak for himself about him being a solid regular season pitcher. Absolutely. That is what we need. The, the whole goal of Major League Baseball, get into the tournament and roll the dice and see what happens. And he's going to be a yeah. big piece of that. I am so excited to see you, Darvish, in a Cubs uniform. Yeah, I would love to see Darvish hit like 200 Ks uh, and like 14, 15 wins. Yep. I think that's what we need from him. That's, and Eat no, up, yeah, eat up, like get a lot of strikeouts, eat up. Eat up the innings. Yep. Like, that's what we really need from our, our uh, from, starters this from year. From literally all of our starters. Um, I need I need health and innings. That's yeah. all. That's all. If we have that, uh, it, we have the talent, and our lineup is stacked enough that we're going to win a lot of baseball games. Exactly. Exactly. So let's move on to Kyle Hendricks. Uh, Greg Maddox 2.0. Yeah. He's not overpowering with the speed, but his control is amazing. Yes. I think that I will put I will put this out there, Mark. I think he is the best pitcher on the Cubs lineup. I think I think uh, uh, like with stuff like the stuff he has, yeah. absolutely. I think you're 100 percent correctly. Uh, he's got several different pitches that he can rely on. He has amazing uh, location. Yep. He can just kind of pinpoint wherever. accuracy wherever he wants. Definitely. Again, he won't overpower you. I think he usually tops off around like 87 miles an yeah. hour. But just like Greg Maddox was, it wasn't about how fast you were throwing. It's about where you're throwing. And he's so good at that. Uh, I expect this year uh, Hendricks to just really anchor down that middle of the rotation and just have a a fantastic year. I wouldn't be surprised to see him be an all-star. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Our number four starter, which is insane that he is a number four four starter, uh, Jose Quintana. That's right. We stole him from the White Sox last year towards the end of the season after the... uh, after the trade deadline. Yep, definitely. Um, I, I'm very excited for a Jose Quintana in a Cubs uniform full a for a full mm. year. He came on and pitched really strong for the Cubs, um, and I, I I I think he's gonna have a great year. I think you know he'll be he'll be solid. There's not gonna he's not gonna have to deal with the where am I going, what's gonna happen, right. and then having to deal with that whole transition period. Right. Um, he's just gonna be our solid number four starter, which is insane because he could be an ace anywhere else. See, Mike, as just like you were saying that uh, you know, this might be Wilson Contreras' year for a big breakout. I think this is Quintana's like big year. Okay. I think spending a full year with a real baseball team and not the White Sox. Ooh, shots fired. Uh will be a boon for him and and I, I think this year he could be a fringe Cy Young candidate. Ooh, okay. I don't think he'd win, but I think he could definitely be a consideration. I think he might win 17, 18 games. Like, definitely. I, I love Quintana. I love the way he plays, like the passion in which he does so. He's got great stuff. Again, not overpowering, um, but definitely a really just rock solid pitcher. And I think this might be the year he kind of like really puts it together. Yeah. Um, kind of goes back to some of his earlier years with the White Sox where he was you know, a, a legitimate ace. Definitely. Uh, and that um, takes us to our final yeah, starting pitcher. The final, the final guy. Tyler Chatwood. Oof, brand oof. new. Brand new. Signed a nice three-year contract. Yep. Um, you know, saw the writing on the wall and took the first offer and didn't wait around like a bunch of other pitchers in Major yes. League Baseball did. Yeah. Um, I think, here's the thing, a fifth starter... 
has been kind of a, a, a common theme as we've going through all our starters. The fifth starter is traditionally you just need him to eat up innings and keep us in games. Yeah, don't fuck up, basically. Don't, it's the don't fuck up spot. Yep. Um, and I, I, I'm excited for it. I, he, his numbers away from Coors Field last year were excellent. Yes. His numbers at Coors Field, like everybody else, not that great. But uh, he was very productive the Rockies last year and the Rockies were a very good team. I think Correct. it's going to be an easy transition for him to come to a competitor and he'll have that that he's going to I, I feel like the motivation is going to be there because the Cubs are primed and ready to go and he's got to play his sure. part. And Wrigley Field can be a pitcher friendly ballpark Definitely. with the wind coming in off the lake mm-hmm. you know kind of stif- like it leads to a lot more like high pop flies as opposed to home runs. Right. Uh, you get that you get a lot of uh, cooler Erratic weather in April and yes. May, so it's much more conducive to pitchers. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's almost the point. the exact opposite of Coors Field, where if you look at a ball right, it might shoot 400 feet out into the stratosphere. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You can uh, the, the blue steel, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think, I, yeah, I think Chatwood will have a fine year uh, as that fifth starter. I think uh, perfect place for him. Perfect place. Uh, yeah. It's a and it's also a great move for the Cubs to. Uh, finally move on from John Lackey, yep. who was 95 years old and I think needed a walker to get some games and last a, year. And incredibly, just incredibly angry. I can't overstate sure. it enough. A hu- I mean, to be fair, John Lackey is half human being, half great white shark. Yes. And so that explains a lot. Definitely. Because he has not been in water for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's very upset. Yep. Uh, real quick, bullpen, uh, very simple. Uh, a lot of the same guys returning from last year. Carl Edwards Jr., uh, probably our flamethrower guy, like a setup man. You know, he's usually good. Interested to see how he bounces back. He couldn't throw strikes at the end of the year last year. so that Which was really... crazy because he was lights it's out. It's insane. I think in, in general, the bullpen, they were so good the second half of the year and we relied so heavily on them. They just got worn out. Just gassed. And hopefully yeah. our, starting, our rotation will be able to kind of keep them together. I'm excited for... Uh, I think Justin Wilson potentially is going to have a really good year this year. Uh, yes. He's, he's got some motivation to prove a lot of people wrong. And he was really good with the Detroit Tigers before he came over. Correct. He was very, 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 very good. I'll be interested to see what goes on with Mike Montgomery this year. Mm-hmm. The Cubs, uh, I will say this, the Cubs have kind of jerked him around a little bit the last couple of years. Uh, using him as like very long middle relief with the promise of maybe being a starter. Uh, this spring they were kind of stretching him out. He was starting games. He was pitching like four, five, six innings a game. Um, and he just hasn't been able to crack that rotation. But what is great about Mike Montgomery is in the event of a starter going down, he can fill that role mm-hmm. perfectly, perfectly adequately. And yeah. in June and or in, in July and August, kind of the dog days of the summer, you know, there are rumors and, and there's a there's a growing trend of teams going towards six man rotations. Right. He's gonna be able to do that if we need to. If we exactly. just need starting pitchers to eat up some innings. Help us win some ball games. Mike Montgomery has proven that he can do that, and he's very publicly come out and said that he doesn't really care about his role. With the, I mean, he he wants to be a starting pitcher, but he also wants to be a Chicago Cub, and he wants to win, which is and, awesome. Which like that's what I want. I want a guy whose his ego can put to the side and help this club win games because that's going to benefit a lot of people if you can just do that. Sure, and then of course Brandon Morrow, the closer. Uh, new acquisition. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Oh, yeah. Lights um, if, if He's just got to stay healthy. That's, exactly. If he if, stays healthy, it's an easy 30-35 save. Yeah, definitely. No problem. Um, and, and the bullpen, his health is going to really determine what's going to happen with the bullpen in general. Because if he goes down, and then it's all of a sudden like... Do you do closer by committee? Do you right. appoint like uh, a Justin Wilson if he's succeeding a little bit? You know what's going to happen to that closer role if Brandon Morrow either isn't pitching well or goes down with an injury, which sure. he has an injury history, so it could happen. Correct. Uh, so that does it. That's our projected lineup. Whoo! Whoo! What a we journey! We did it, Mike. We did it. That was a that was quite a journey there. Yeah, Mike. It's opening day. It's opening day. The I'm Cubs so are so excited. Play. You know, we should put a disclaimer out there. A little bit longer of a pod today, but we have yes. a lot to get through, yes. a lot to sift through. Correct. You know, hopefully we're not going to be uh, going to be grinding out and uh, having you know episodes this long. We're going aiming for more of the thirty to forty five minutes. Correct. Range. But we have to preview this team. I mean, there's a lot. to talk It's very about. important. A lot of excitement. Um, Mark, I'm really, really looking forward to this year. Mike, I'm super looking forward to this year. Again, like I said last week, I'm on the hype train. I'm ready to go. Oh yeah. 
So uh, let's finish it off, Mike. We don't have time for fuck you, Dusty Baker, this I, week. I can give a real quick Dusty Baker. Oh, sure. Dusty. Go just, ahead. Just real quick. Real quick. Fuck you, Dusty Baker, because the Nationals are really good, and you left them with a competent manager, so they actually might do something this year. Oh, shit! Yeah, like, Shots fired! Yeah, like, the Nationals are really, really good, and they don't have a shitty manager anymore, so, like, they might do some damage in the postseason. Fuck you for being terrible. God, what if it turns out that Steven Strasburg has been, like, super good this whole time, instead of very good? Yeah, I can't... Uh... <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just gonna say fuck you, Dusty Baker. Just say fuck you, Dusty Baker. Yeah, just for funsies. Yeah, c- just for funsies because it's a, it's essential to living. It's like, yes, it's like breathing. Correct. It's like oxygen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Whew. Well, that's it, Mike. That's it from this uh, edition of Mike and Mark Love the Cubs. We will probably see you in uh, two weeks. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back in two weeks and kind of see how the team's going. Maybe bring in some guests. We'll see what's happening. See what our creative juices come up with. Um, Mark, this is this is great. Mike, it's been a pleasure, it's as it always is. Oh, um, amazing! Go Cubbies! Go Cubbies! Mike and Mark love the Cubs is a production of Mike and Mark love the Cubs. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or anywhere fine podcasts are made, and leave us a rating or review. Please like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Mike and Mark Cubs, or email us at Mike and Mark Cubs at gmail.com.